That's another episode of the Pin Hype Podcast presented by Golficity. We're going to be taking questions from the fans on Twitter this episode. Uh, we're going to be previewing the Century Tournament Champions and capping that off with a part three segment, as always, about um, our New Year's resolutions in, the, in golf in 2020. So let's get after it. So we're uh, back again in Connecticut for at least two more episodes. Um, here with uh, Jeek, of course, and Trevor. And it's Tiger Woods' birthday. At what least while it? we're recording today. I mean, Actually, when it's released, it won't be. But <laughs> As we're recording, it's uh, he's probably our second favorite uh, guy on the podcast right now. Behind Ches Reavy. Behind Ches Reavy, who will be playing in this week's tournament. <laughs> Watch out for him the weekend uh but before we start talking about the tournament uh of champions the century tournament champions we're gonna do a new segment this week uh we're introducing twitter fan questions of the week we didn't get that many this week so like we didn't really have much to choose from but we have two pretty good ones i think we'd have some fun with um first one is from mike Ryder on twitter he asked about um the mental aspect of the game and how to stay positive when things aren't going well in the course um, I think the first obvious choice to this, Greg, you wanna you wanna tell us? Um, yeah, get a drink in you. <laughs> I think that, I think that's probably. It. I think the best is probably just relax. You know, have a have a transfusion or two. Uh, maybe talk to the cart girl a bit, ease your nerves, or unless that maybe might yeah, make that might make you more nervous. <laughs> yeah, so I, was, I don't know. I was gonna say usually when I when I've like played with like someone I know at least since like kind of like a nerve wracking situation I just talk to like I just like talk a lot I'll talk to like someone like if I have like a caddy in a tournament I'll just like I'll just talk to him like the whole time about like something other than golf or Trevor, if I'm even like my friends we did not when I caddied you in that tournament we did not speak that much I thought I thought we spoke a decent amount <laughs> Trevor's just like in his zone well the the the, the one time I was like really like not like nervous but like really like upset was walking up like nine and i like i was like i just made like a bad bogey on the eighth hole it was like an easy par five and like that's when we started talking about like who, like who we're banging on for the uh uh u.s open like next week or something like that oh uh, yeah true and like yeah, i was like and then, and then after the, after that i hit the best three iron in my life right over the hole so i guess what you're saying is i'm i'm a good for i'm good for moral support and not much else when i'm caddying <laughs> but I've, I've played in like tournaments before where it's just like I'm walking on the fairway. And I don't want to be. I don't want to be. Talk, I don't want to be thinking golf. I'm walking on the fairway. To my, in my opinion, I want to be like talking about something else. Or maybe yeah. I'll talk about a little, a little bit of golf, but like if it depends on the situation. But if it's like, I, I think what, if, if, if things are going downhill, I want to be. I want to be focusing on things going downhill. Yeah, I, I can think of one time, only like one time, I've actually been all that nervous during like a golf round, and it was on the opening tea at beth page and yeah, i think I agree. the only the only way to overcome that and this isn't really like how to deal with it when you're playing bad but like this is like mentally it's like the best way to deal with it is like to just embrace the situation like you're like yeah, okay I this is <laughs> like i remember just talking to you guys like okay this is ridiculous so I, I don't know i guess that's the best way to deal with it but um i feel like there's 
other ways you mm-hmm. can you can reel that in. I said the why my dad my dad told me a long time ago, and it's from like Freddie Couples, and he always thinks of the best shot he ever hit with that club in hand before he hits like the hits the shot. So if he's like not playing that well and he has like a six iron hand going to a green, like he thinks of the best shot, six iron he's ever hit in his life. I would yeah I was before gonna say before I before I'm like at a putt, I feel like I like whenever I do make a putt, I feel like I somehow know it's going in beforehand. And I know when it's not going in. Yeah, I have a thing uh, yeah, where, like, if confidence. I line up, if I line up like a short putt, I like have no confidence in it for some reason. But like, when there's like a really long putt, and it's like, okay, like I have not a lot of like the, my chances of making this putt aren't great. Those are the ones I like end up sinking. Where it's a little too like two foot putt, and I would just like miss that. Oh, so you have to be doing like putts like that. So you have to like. I just like focus. I focus so much in this game. My the putter like going toward the hole. Like that's like I don't care about anything else. It's like literally toward like toward my target, toward the hole, wherever it is. And like, yeah, that's my usually, club like, calms me down. My club pro like told me like, don't look at the hole, but pick a spot like right in front of your ball. Yeah. that you want your like club face to go through. Yeah, to to line up. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, but yeah, I think that's that kind of covers that question. I mean, yeah. Also. This is an interesting name. Elron Mexico on Twitter <laughs> asked us to talk about Gene Paycheki, and I had never heard of this guy um, before doing a quick Wikipedia search. Um, you know, the fountain of knowledge on the internet, and uh, I found out. So it's a guy. I don't. I mean, I would assume that not many people know about it, but maybe it's just me. But Maurice Flitcroft was the guy's name. He shot a 121 in a qualifying tourney for the 1976 Open Championship. Not a golfer, but he was posing as a professional golfer. And the rules got changed because of him. Like, they didn't want people shooting 121s at the guys who shoot that at the qualifying tournament. So he would everything at the course. So he'd do an alias as Gene Paycheki, and among other, like, things, I think, is, is, is what it said. Yeah, um, is, is Gerald Hoppy, James Bo Jolly. Yeah. Oh my so, God. <laughs> honestly... What a legendary move by this guy. Just like <laughs> playing in a qualifying tournament for a major championship, but and just going out there and shooting at 121. Yeah, and all, like he's playing with like Seve Ballas, like Ballesteros, whatever. In 1976, 19 year old Seve Ballesteros. Uh, I just think it's hilarious that like anyone could just like enter a qualifying event at that point. Like, I just like, ah, I'm feeling my golf game today. I think I'm just going to go enter a qualifying event and see yeah. how it uh, pans out. For, for 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 the U.S. Open or something like that, something crazy. I I guess that's why it introduced with the whole like handicap thing. Like you have to have a handicap, but like at this threshold to enter. And Here's the thing: some of these tournaments. I was we were discussing this yesterday, kind of when I when I asked like our group chat who the hell this guy was, and um, we were saying that I should try to qualify for the U.S. Open for quant content and just go in with like a negative two handicap or like a scratch handicap just like obviously forged and then just go out there and like i don't know i'd probably shoot like one twelve from like on an actual pga course from the tips dude you wouldn't be able to reach the fairway on like maybe half of them <laughs> fair you wouldn't be able to hit them yeah i know i'm just saying either way those greens you'd be pine off the green too 
there's a, there's a reason there's a reason i am like a like 15 16 handicap like makes sense those courses they play like qualifying rounds at the US Open are so hard too. Like so like some of the courses are like like fire like Firestone in Ohio and like there's one course and I know someone who played at a purchase or whatever and they he put it off the green twice. Like it's 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 just like some of those courses are so are set up so hard. And I, imagine imagine like one of you playing those like one of you playing those courses, you it would just, it'd be it'd be it'd be, it'd be <laughs> it would, interesting to watch. It wouldn't go well. Yeah, I mean, it would not Jeek, go well. Jeek's playing uh, the Champions course, uh, like what in two weeks? Yeah, so Champions in two course? weeks, I'm doing a trip to the PGA National. Oh and, uh, yes. Yeah, we're playing the. Um, we're gonna play bear a championship trap. course, and yeah, I'm gonna get killed by the bear trap. So that's gonna be fun. Yeah. Over under. Uh, let's say eight balls that round over under eight balls you probably lose eight balls in the bear trap alone that's what i'm thinking <laughs> let's put a ten and a half <laughs> yeah i'll get back to you that on that in like three weeks have a have a uh your dad record you with some with some content for that oh yeah oh yeah absolutely we'll get yeah, from the bear trap shot shot tracer jeek versus the bear trap yeah jeek versus <laughs> we'll make it happen that's gonna be so. F- I can't. Legendary. I hope. I hope your dad has some commentary during that as well. Oh, I, I, I would. Lo- I would love to hear your dad's. My dad commentary. rattles me when I golf too. <laughs> I bet he'll hear. He'll, he'll love to hear that. <laughs> um, <laughs> just thought I'd I'd mention this. Is this? We're, we're watching the Golf Channel on our on our TV right now. And I'm pretty sure they're showing Sergio Garcia just putting it into the water a million times at the Masters. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I remember Very, watching that. That was that was that was our, our freshman year, and I was sitting in English class, literally, like looking at looking every every couple of seconds, looking down at my computer at the tournament, and I thought it was a replay at first of him just hitting the water. But it was like he hit like what five times in a row or something like that on fifteen. Yeah. That is, talking- I, it was amazing, yeah. so funny. Anyway, that was that was random. Uh, we'll move on to the Century Tournament of Champions. Um, you know, last year. It's obviously it's at the Kapalua Plantation course in uh, Hawaii, and we got Xander Shoffley coming off a, a win last year. And just like a tidbit about that, the fact that Gary Woodland had a 54-hole lead going into that and into that final round at, at uh, the Tournament Champions last year, and shot a five-under uh, final round and still lost is absolutely ridiculous. No, it is like way shoot shot 22-under par for the tournament. Yeah. Shoffley comes out with 11 under shooting wins by wins by one shot. That's that's it's un- that's unbelievable. Yeah, that is crazy that that mm. happened. This is like one of my favorite course or not or oh, no, courses and favorite tournaments of the year. Just because did we even mention this um, during our like part three segment the other week? I think I think it was um, one. Of, I don't like it I don't, might have been like an honorable mention maybe. Because it was because it was on my list. It was on my list of like favorite tournaments. I was gonna say because like every year this is like kind of like the start of the PGA tour season, pretty much. I mean, it's the 2020 season starting off obviously because it's like January 2nd through 5th. But I feel like this is like really what gets into the big swing of things. Also, no, it does. The, it's like the views. Yeah, the views, the views on this are course insane. are insane. The views oh, are insane. Some of the holes are like so elevated. Like that one hole that DJ almost had a hole in one at a couple of years ago. 
I literally like like that like an inch away from a hole in one like a 470 yard par four or something like that. I don't even know how long it was. Watch him do it again, honestly. You probably, I, I saw someone like people like drive this like these. There's like three or four holes you can like drive the green on, pretty sure or something like that. Yeah, it is kind of crazy. Also, it's because we'll like it's it's during like New Year's and everything, and during New like I'm like I'm not much to watch one one to watch like the NBA or anything like that. But if there's no football on, and there's this on, like I'd rather watch this than like NBA basketball to be honest. Just oh, like, it's, it's fun. Yeah. It's fun to it's fun to watch these guys go at it for, like the first time like in a long time. I forgot it's going to be competing with the uh, with the NFL playoffs this weekend. It's kind of tough. This will also be on in uh this will be on prime time. time kind of prime right time golf yeah it's it six hours like, yeah six, six hours, hours behind so it'll be like I mean six o'clock at night they'll probably be like teeing off just because uh there's not there's not it's not a huge field so they're probably yeah. gonna tee off a little later in the day coverage starts at like two p.m. I think on Thursday I believe yeah which, which is which, eight a.m. there yeah yeah two so, p.m. I mean that's not that bad I'm at two p.m. here in Eastern. Okay. Yeah, not there. Um, um, yeah, so we might as well go over the course. Um, all right, so like Kapalua Plantation course, uh, what's unique about it is it's a par 73, which I, there's not a lot of par 73s on the PGA Tour. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Uh, there's, only, there's still only four par 5s, but there's 11 par 4s and a couple of really long ones that Trev kind of mentioned before. They're drivable. Um, but driver isn't really needed on this course to win, um, just due to like elevation and stuff. So you're going to see a lot of irons off the tee. Um, also if like the tight fairways, guys are going to opt to try to hit it in the fairway rather than just bomb it all the way down. Um, Bermuda grass is something to mention. There's larger greens, which means a good putter is probably going to win. So somebody gets hot off the putter usually wins this tournament. Um, like last year, Shoffley got hot off the putter and... That's why he won. Yeah, that that one round. And, yeah, and the weather obviously uh, is going to play a factor with like the with the wind, um, and it's not really one of the hardest courses. I think on tour, I think it's it's actually the fifth easiest um, I saw, and like the winning mark over the past five years has ranged from twenty one to like thirty under. So, I mean, yeah, no, I mean most of you have to gonna, most of those par fives like people are going to be able to reach into. Like yeah, just you're with the elevation change and uh, the wind and like the, I mean they're also like if they're under 600 yards they're probably gonna get there in two just because they hit the ball so damn far. Yeah, and you're gonna have to go pretty low. I mean, obviously, like you're gonna have to at least be at 21 under. I think Shoffley won with 23 under last year. Yep, 23 um, under. Yeah, and so like I feel like it also depends on how the weather is gonna hold up because if it's it's supposed to be 14 to 20 mile per hour winds which i don't think is a is very like it's not that bad for for an ocean course and it's supposed to be sunny partly cloudy all week so um i don't think the weather's really going to put too much of a like damper on anybody's scores uh-huh. i well i think it's like you said it's like really like people have to go really low like the last year like the last place was plus four tied, and after that it was like even, and everyone else under par. Yeah, like, I you, have, like you, you have to, you have to put like nobody's gonna really play like that bad, but like, even like bad for them this week will be like five under or worse. I'm gonna go ahead and guess 
that the um, that the winning score is going to be 27 under. 27 under. That's yep. a decent guess. I, 27 under. I'll guess 24 under. A little better. I love watching tournaments with like Carnage. I mean, I like this is a good tournament because you know all the champions. It's unique. It's kind of the first big event of the year. But like, I love Carnage. Yeah, Carnage. Well, yeah, U.S. Open Carnage. Like, yeah, like uh, President's Cup had some Carnage. President's Cup did have some Carnage. I'll try. There's not, but there's not many like other tournaments like that. Like on the tour, like the Valspar Championship in uh, uh what's it called? I forgot what the course was. But in Valspar. Florida, Val, yeah, Valspar is in Florida. In Florida, like that's oh, like always. Right. That was just a lot of Carnage in there. Tough course. And the uh, bear trap at uh, PJ National. The Valspar is at Innisbrook. Yeah, Innisbrook. That's what it was. I, I knew. I knew what it was. But yeah, that's that's a tough course, and like that's the only course I can really put in my head that like has like a carnage like even close to compared to the U.S. Open. Right. Um, just so, so before we get into our DraftKings picks for for this week, I think it's notable to say that like champions and like people people who qualified. Who aren't playing this week? Uh, like Brooks Kepka, Lowry, Rory, Phil, uh, Molinari, Justin Rose, CT Pan, Tiger, obviously. So I, I feel like that's just worth mentioning before we get into our picks. Yeah, there's I, definitely I guess, some big names. Yeah, I, I'll say that's a pretty big list of like, guys who are, who went, who've like, yeah, big names like Rory, Phil, Tiger, Molinari, Rose. I mean, yeah, some, a lot, or, about half of those guys probably played in the uh, in the Presidents Cup. Yeah, well, Kepka's injured. Yeah. So and also uh, a lot of there's also a lot of first timers in the tournament this week this year. So um, Corey yeah. Connors, Tyler Duncan, Max Homa, Sung Kang, Nate Lashley, Matthew Wolf, Martin Trainer, JT Poston, Munoz, Morikawa, Mitchell, Neiman, yeah, like bunch bunch of first timers this year. Adam Long is the another one. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like almost that's your boy G. That is my boy. I always pick him for some reason. Yeah. Um, do we want to get into our DraftKings picks? Who's gonna go first? Um, I'll go first. All right. All right. So my first pick this week is gonna be Dustin Johnson. Um, he's got a salary of ten thousand one hundred, which is actually not that high for like a normal Dustin Johnson pick. Um, he's usually one of the top three guys. Um, and basically because I'm picking him because Kapalua is literally like his course. Like he always plays well at Kapalua. He's a two-time winner. He finished T4 last year. Um, he should be able to birdie a lot of holes. Um, his price is obviously lower because of his injury, but, um, I don't see that being an issue this week, even though this is his first stroke play tournament in quite some time. Um, last year, T to green, he was eighth. So, and he's Dustin Johnson. So, um, he always seems to play well at Kapalua. I don't think I can't really remember a year where he hasn't played well there. So, for the price, even though it's high, like it's kind of low for Dustin Johnson. He has a very good shot of winning this week. I was to say he's not the high, which he's not the highest, which which is surprising to me. Like he's, I think he's pretty safe bet to finish like top ten, top five, probably, and probably even compete for the uh, title because like you. He hits a fire than like anyone. Yeah, he's, like, just, accurate. he's accurate too. He's a good, decent player. Like he's, I don't know. He's and with the slopes and everything, he knows exactly where to hit the ball. He's just, he's just a good bet. I think it's gonna come down to whether he's like ready. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, I think he played in the Presidents Cup, but 
that's a lot different great in the present kind of a um i mean the last day he, he figured it out yeah he, yeah he, he figured out the last day but yeah before that it wasn't like it wasn't anything special he was also playing how tong lee who's yeah that's true. Of, to, but um yeah it's, it's gonna come down to if he's rusty or not i don't i think this is a great tournament for him to come back to because he hasn't played in a very long time after the knee surgery so like with the amount of drivable par fours and the par fives, you can definitely take advantage of. I think it would be actually be pretty good. Even just like his yeah, experience, like, his experience on this course, he's probably has the most experience playing this course in the entire field. So I was, um, was going to say, if, if, if he's going to come back to any tournament, this is probably the one he wants to come back to just exactly because he plays his course so much. Yeah. All right. So who's next? Uh, I'll go. Um, so. My first one, I'm going to go with Brendan Todd. I feel like he's just been on an absolute hot streak to, to start. Um, before his, his yips and all, and all of his problems, he had a T8 um, in 2015 at, at the Century Tournament Champions, which I was pretty surprised to see. Um, I mean, he's played well at Bermuda grass courses during this like hot stretch, Sea Island, Royal Port, El Camellion. So... I mean, just the type of course that he's been dominating at, he it gets, continues the trend. And he's got a really good birdie average. All of his stats, like tee to green, uh, driving accuracy, good. He has, his birdie average, they're all up there in like the top 15-ish. So I, I think he's a good pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like like you said, he's played really well past couple or past couple tournaments. And he, I feel like he's going to keep riding that. Probably feeling pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I'll go Justin Thomas, which is one of the higher, one of the higher salaries out there. I think just like the second highest, yeah, second highest to John Rahm. But he finished T three last year. Uh, played well at the Presidents Cup. He's always like always a good iron player, good bet to hit the fairway and hits a hits a long way too. And in the field this week, he has the second lowest average score to per par, or to par this round. So I think. Based off the fact that he played well last year, and he's always like a, one of the top players, I think he's gonna he's he's a pretty good bet to finish the top five or do pretty well. And he's just he's been on fire, like yeah, he has been on fire for so long. Presence got be playing insane, yeah, yeah. So he's I feel been like really good. Even mm-hmm. if he doesn't win, I I'm thinking he's like a lock for top five. Yeah, absolutely, I agree. absolute absolute lock for that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's played there. He's played here multiple times, so he knows what he knows what he's doing out there. Yeah, and he's, he's just, been out he's there. He's on form. He's been yeah. out there for a while too. Like I've seen him oh, on yeah. Instagram. Like he's been out there for at least a week from that from right now. I mean, I'd spend as much time out there as I can too. I mean, look at that place. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Honestly, so yeah, if, if if I'm playing out there, I'm going out there two weeks early just to have just have some fun and practice a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then Travis up again. again. Yeah. Yeah. I'll do I'll, my second pick is uh we're only doing two picks. So I'll do I'll do Cameron Champ just because he leads the field in driving distance and like like we said earlier, maybe uh, people are gonna hit irons off the tee, but there are a lot of holes where you can go for the green and go for the par fives and two, and he's gonna take it try to take advantage of those as much as possible because like you said, it's like. To win this week, it's not about gain pars. Like you want to make birdies and eagles. I think he's gonna make a, He can make a lot of those. And he finished top T eleven last year, and that was when he was bursting onto the scene. So yeah. I feel like he could really. Uh, he could be top five, top ten. I think top ten easily for him. 
but he'll make a lot of birdies and a lot of eagles. I think after all that hype around Cameron Champ, like he kind of struggled a bit, mm-hmm. but he's he's been built. He's like been building his game. He, he won the Safeway Open um, in the fall, so. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I like that pick. Do, He's do you know? steadily been getting better as the like as he gets more experience on the PGA. Yeah, tour. And, and he's 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 so young too. Like he has so much time to get much much better. Yeah. Do you? I mean, you probably don't know this off the top of your head, but if is his driving accuracy like decent at least? I know. Um, I mean, he has the longest driving distance, so it has to be at least all right. He's he's a little above. He's a little above fifty percent, which is not. I mean, not like not terrible, but I mean, I think, yeah. the uh, the rough is actually not that bad here. Um, it's not like really thick rough, so I don't no, think I'm, even, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not really worried about the rough. And he takes and like again, the, again, he takes like, the Brooks Kepka approach, where like just hit it as yeah. far as you can. If he's in the rough, well, he'd rather hit a wedge he's out of the strong, rough so than strong. like a really long iron out of the fairway. So I mean, it seems yeah, to work for like, Brooks Kepka. So. <laughs> I'm not. I, I'm not. I'm not really worried about, worried about him beating the rough that much because again, like some of the holes, he'll be he'll driving driving up toward like close to the green, so it's not going to matter. He's driving. He's going to hit past right. everyone, so I don't right. think it's going to matter at all either. Yeah, so I like that pick. Um, going off of like the young uh, player uh, thing you did, uh, we got Colin Marikawa as my second pick. He's got the he's he's at eighty six hundred, which is pretty good value considering like. I feel like anytime I've watched this guy, he, like he's been competing on the PGA Tour, and this is like a really good field. And I feel like he played in some like lower tournaments, but he's like shown that he can he can compete at this level. And he has the second best iron play based off his fifth, uh, last fifty rounds, which I thought was like an insane um, like stat. And he also is ranking fourth in wedge play from 100 to 125 yards, which I feel like is pretty important at this course. Because everyone's going to be driving it like pretty far because like that elevation and the alt- and the altitude. So mm-hmm. yeah, so I feel yeah, like I that. that that stat 100 to 125 yards is pretty important. Yeah, exactly. And no, I definitely. guess at the salary at the salary that's given, like a top 20 would be good for him. No, not top 20. No, there's like four people think? in the tournament. Yeah, there's like there, I mean, whatever. I he he should finish in that. Like he should he's he shouldn't like, be in the bottom half. No, no, he no, he should, he should be he should be top half. And he should like he has a good chance to be like top ten. Yeah, I think he has a good chance to compete, to compete. Mm-hmm. in this. Yeah. So that means right, my again, right? Isn't it? Yep. Uh, so my last pick is going to be Corey Connors at seven eight. Um, just based this year, he might be one of the hottest players coming into this tournament. Um, yeah, not Brendan Todd or whatever. Sure. Well, it could be Brendan Todd. But like, <laughs> one, I said one of the hottest players, not the hottest. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So he is strokes gained off the tee first in 2020, strokes gained tee to green sixth. Um, he has a top 20 in his last five events. That includes two top tens. Um, he was also top 10 in strokes gained and strokes gained off the tee and tee to green, and also strokes gained approach to green in 2019. So just. Going into this tournament, he's one of the hottest players, and even though it's his first time at Kapalua, I just think his form will continue going into this tournament. I agree. I think it's a pretty safe pick, considering I mean, strokes gains off the tee and tee to green is pretty high, I especially mean, in the field. If you take a guy like Justin Johnson, you take a guy like um, 
Justin Thomas, you're going to need to compliment them with somebody who's a little bit lower of a salary, like um, Corey Connors. So I, I, I like that pick. Yeah, and I think he's just kind of like a wild card, a guy who could like who could has like a lot of upside. He can play what well, can like top ten, top five. Yeah, I think he could just go out and win at this week potentially, even mm-hmm. though the field is stacked. Like he just has a chance. Yeah, which yeah. is which is also what you want. So let's move on to our par three segment on our New Year's resolutions slash goals for our twenty twenty golf game. Um, I guess I'll start on this one. Um, let me bring up the list I made. I the first one. So, big news. I'm getting new irons. Wow. Probably Probably more, uh, is there? Are, are you replacing your gap wedge? Your ladies' gap wedge? Uh, to be determined. You love that gap wedge. I feel like you won't be. <laughs> okay. The one. The one time it's been in a video. Mm-hmm. Um, for for this for, for on our YouTube, I put it like right next to the hole. So, whatever. We'll we'll, we'll so that's to be determined. But I want to gain an extra club, um, on on my distances for irons. I feel like it's a pretty, uh, like I feel, I feel like I could reach that goal just by like what, making my swing a little bit better and like what 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 irons are you getting? Uh, I'm getting fitted at PGA Superstore because. You can um, once you, once you buy them, you have 90 days to use them. Like you can use them on the course or whatever. And if you don't like them within 90 days, you can return them and get new ones to have okay. a different one. So are you, are you getting those soon though? Are you like where you, where would you play? No, I'm not getting those until oh. uh, like April or May. Oh, okay. That, I was I say that makes sense. But I won't be playing a lot of golf before then. So <laughs> yeah. So, but, yeah, that's my but, first. Goal. Where's the Where's the PGA Superstore near though? Is it, Is there one in Syracuse? It's in Paramus, New Jersey. So, oh boy, it's a long way. <laughs> it's worth It's worth It's worth It's worth doing though. It's ninety days. You get to You get to um, no free ads, but you get you get ninety days to return them. So, yeah. Personally, so when I, when I got new irons, like I clubbed up on like everything. So that that's pretty realistic. Yeah, and you can like it, it might take you like a, like a couple of weeks to get like used to it, but like that like once you get like in swing things, you'll be you'll be hitting it much better. I can tell. Very nice, very nice. Um, I right. guess I'll go. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, um, my goal is to break eighty this year. Last year, the goal was to break ninety, and we did that. So like multiple times uh just kind of as we play more golf we get better and better so this year i want to break 80 um we'll see if that could happen i don't know yeah i feel like so last year i think the goal was pretty much to get into low 80s which i mean i wasn't getting the low 80s everywhere i was getting in the low 80s a silver mine which is not a very hard course but i was consistently getting like 81 82 83 um there and the year before, it was like break 90. The year before, it break 100. So I feel like breaking 80 is a little ambitious. But if there's one place I could be able to get hot and do it, it is Silvermine where we play the most. <laughs> I kind of got to the point in my golf game last year where I wasn't going to get any better unless I started like changing my swing and like getting lessons. So I took a couple lessons last year, changed my swing a little bit, and got a little bit more consistent with my irons. Um, and that helped me a little bit. And also help me putting because i'm not a good putter as you could tell from any of the videos release i lose more strokes putting than i do like i get to the green like pretty fine like 
usually putting for par and then I'll just end up with like a double bogey because I just can't putt. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'll go my first goal. And that's, it's like kind of like a, it kind of go, it kind of intertwines with like an, another goal. So I'm just going to keep, uh, make it like one. And it's a uh, break 70, but also be more consistent and get like, and shoot in the low 70s more. So I feel like last year, the, last year, the beginning of the year, and it's happened the year before, I wasn't playing as well in like June and May and June. And then I get, I guess, to July and like early August, and I'm playing like the best golf of the year, but I can never, I'm always really close to breaking 70 or even uh, breaking par, but I'm never, I was finished like one or two shots over. Like I remember last year I was through 16 holes and I was, or 15 holes and I was two under par and then I, I went double, double and shot like 74 or something like that. Jesus. So like I, I just need to, my goal, my ultimate goal is to break 70, but I think I need to be more consistent early in the summer. So like at that time where I'm playing the best, I can, shoot like low 70s consistently and then break 70 a couple times so like what you're saying is like you start off in may and and june like shooting low 70s so that you can get to breaking 70 and yeah or even like even like june may May and june shooting like mid 70s because i'm sure i in this past year in like june i was shooting 83 82 and then I started just getting a little better, like I was shooting 79, 77. And then at one point, like in uh, July, late July, I was shooting 72, 74, 74, 74, 73, I was 75. I was like, I was going playing so much better. So I guess I, if I can play better early in the summer, then that's a big deal. But also, I won't be able to play for six months, so I don't know how that's gonna, I don't know how that's gonna work out well. Yeah, you won't be able to play. In yeah. There, so, <laughs> but. Uh, We'll see. That's that's just that's always that's that's I think that's a pretty good goal for me. Yeah. And then uh, next goal is uh, work on short game more when practicing. So I feel like I don't need to like I was I like I like putting a lot, and I feel like and I feel like my irons and driver is consistent enough where I can uh, play. I can like if I don't practice before I go out or like warm up, I I can be fine. But I think I need to work on short game because that that's what will really help get the scores down. Yeah, I remember at the at the um, the tournament I caddied you out at Oak Hills, the only thing you you didn't do well was you just had like a few three putts. Yeah, and if if it wasn't for those three putts, you would have you would have shot like really low. I know, yeah, yeah. There were and a couple those, holes where just, those were terrible like, conditions, to be fair. Oh no, it, it like yeah, no, there was those. I mean, those greens are like that's where I wanted to be. I want I got there like an hour and a half early and was putting for like an hour and a half, and I just I'd. When I got on the course, like it was maybe it was a nerve, something like that, but I, don't know, I just did not did not put well on the course. I mean, yeah, I'll take, take that. Like, I could take that into my next goal is literally to limit three putts, like yeah. maybe to once or twice around because I three put mm-hmm. a lot, and I as I said before, I'm not a good putter. I want to limit three putts. If I have a long putt, I want to put it close. I want to put to give me so that I could like don't have to putt again. You know what I mean? I just want to get better. I want to get better at putting because that's the easiest way to lower my score. I believe. Definitely. You should, you should put your goal to like get better at those uh, putts that are like just out of give me range. You should just like practice those more. Should be your goal. Whatever at which whatever at the end of last season, I did get a little bit better at that because, like I said, focus in front of the ball, not the hole. Helps out a little bit. It does, and those and those putts, those like four, five foot putts, are like they're nerve-wracking. a huge difference. They're a huge difference in like what yeah. you score. 
because there's so many of those during a round. Yeah, you so. could you could have like you could have like five or six of those during a round if you if you go half like a, you cost yourself six strokes if you miss all those. Yeah. Um, and is it me? Yes. You too. So I'll go with shooting under ni- ninety at a course that's like we were going over this before, like sixty five hundred yards, but like. I'll put it more like uh, 6,700 yards, like shooting, shooting at a uh, lower at a course where I have to use my long irons more. Cause I, that's something I have to do. I have to get much better at my long irons, like my four, five, six. I need to get way more consistent with those. And you have to hit them over 150 yards too. Yes. <laughs> hey, got him. How long, how long's that, um, that whole, that par three, the second hole on the sh- short course at Silvermine, Jeek. That's a long hole. Um, it? It's downhill. Um, 180s up or 180s? I, yeah, probably. I had my four iron like middle or middle. It was like middle of the green, but it was off the green. I, like it was a little bit yeah, left. But I but, hit like a six okay. iron. Okay, well, <laughs> I, you also have nicer clubs than me. I'm just, I'm just saying, like. That's your goal. Passing again like twenty yards when he gets his new clubs by the time summer comes around. Yeah, I hope. I don't know about I don't know about that. <laughs> listen, listen. I'm just trying to get one club up, not two. Pat just starts golfing in the summer and he's just DJ, just hitting like three hundred and thirty yard drives just on consistently. My driver has gotten far better. I'm starting to I'm starting to get it a little bit further on that first hole. Well, like way, I'm starting to get like way over that hump at uh. At oh yeah, yeah. So so you don't have like 200 yards, and you have 150 yards in. Yeah, uh-huh. we played well, in, we played an alternate shot round. That was actually really fun. Like we were just playing it like two v two alternate shot. Like a lot more fun than I thought it would have been. Oh yeah, me, me and Jeek were we're we kind of like, our games kind of complement each other like that. Because he can hit the hit, hit the long irons. I can hit consistent fairways. And I like I don't know our our short games are similar kind of yeah but we still yeah, lost like for, by for, for like drive for like driving and like get, getting to the green you both are like you both complement each other well that's, that's yeah. true um and then my last one was was to break 80 at uh, actually no it actually wasn't i was gonna say like break 80 at silver mine is like a good one because like if like i said if i'm gonna do it it would be there but i think dialing in my yardages with my wedges is very important because I like I couldn't tell you what my what my pitching wedge and my 52 are right now. Like it it go, it ranges so far. Like I had a 80 or like a 90 yard shot the other day, and I pulled my 52 and just hit it like 20 yards over the green. <laughs> anyway, I I struck it. I peered it. Like it was a good shot, yeah. but it was just way over. So I need to get I need to dial in my yardages with my wedges for sure this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are kind of tough to like. You hit them differently every time. I know, because if you're gonna pick anyone to be your caddy, it'd probably be me. Like, I, you get to like a 52 degree wedge, and I like, you always like ask like, should I hit that? I'm really not sure because I don't know what your distance is on that because you hit it somewhere different every time. Well, it's really just two. It's two different scenarios. I either like hit it well, and I hit it pretty far, or or not far, but like I'll hit it like 110, or I'll just pop it up and hit it like 80 yards. So, I need to I need to get more consistent with yeah, that. Yeah, that's, that's that's a really big gap between <laughs> for one club. Yeah. 
Exactly. <laughs> so, getting more consistent with those. Yeah. So I all guess right, my my last one. Yeah. Um, all right. So like I said, limit three putts. I'm also want to limit my shanks because <laughs> when I'm playing a really bad round of golf, like I don't know where I'm gonna hit the ball. Like some days I'm just hitting the ball well, I can get like pretty straight, but like. I could shank with the best of them, so I just want to limit those shanks. <laughs> I mean, knock on wood, I don't really... One of my issues is not really shanking it. It's more just like... Like, I'll, I'll, I'll pull it or like slice it maybe with with like a three wood, but like I'm not I'm not a big shanker. That's not like the biggest like mm. issue. Yeah, I, no, like, the- I don't pull or like I don't pull or hit my balls right or left. Like I just shank them. That's when I hit a bad shot. I just shank it which is weird. Like usually, usually it's just like you're going to hit your ball and you're just going to absolutely pull it one time or you're going to absolutely hit it into the, like into the other fairway or something like that. That's usually not my case. I'm usually just like just off the sides of the fairways, but like there's holes where I literally just shank the golf ball and like, it just ruins my hole for me. So it has made me good at scrambling though. So it's funny how different our goals are from Trevor. <laughs> I mean, it, it is what it is. We're just trying to become this one. Consistent. This one. Um, I, I, my next goal is you guys like I don't know, but uh, my next goal is uh, qualify for a CSGA tournament or like a big, like kind of like a like a local uh, local tournament, kind of like last like, year. Like, yeah, like like like, like, so. like like play in the qualifier and actually qualify. Like, and, not, and maybe not just for like that tournament, but maybe a couple more different tournaments too. Last year was a fluke that you didn't make it, honestly. I think you just I know, need a different I, I, caddy. I think if it's if, if it was if it was a better day, I was, if it was better like nicer day, I think I would have qualified. I really. I think I think you need a different caddy. I think you need to switch <laughs> different, out, different switch, switch out the bag. Yeah. Jake, you're maybe too I will. Maybe I will. You're too lazy to carry a bag around for 18 holes. <laughs> it's not yours. I bet Push I'm a better card. caddy than you. I don't know. I will, I will, th- we'll, we'll have a competition. We'll have a competition to see who's my caddy. I don't think it was really like a Trevor needed help with anything. I think it was more of like a. Trevor needed moral support type of thing. <laughs> yeah, I know. So like, I I need like I just need someone to carry my bag. I don't want to carry my bag for you. Yeah. Was that? Odds are, Mir Jeek are not going to be making any significant decisions for you. Uh, if we're catting, so there will be no difference between the two of us. I said, th- th- All I know is I'm like, a good decision maker. Like, like I said earlier, like I said earlier, I said like I'm like, yeah, my ask, my ask for a little bit of help sometimes, but most of the time it's just gonna be me. Want to talk to someone because I don't want to talk to the guys I'm playing with. Like usually, I won't do that. I'm a good decision maker for everybody but myself. So, yeah, there's that. (laughs) All right, that's good. That's good to know, though. Jake, I'll I'll be I'll be considering both of you. Uh, Barry, you should should both submit your resumes by uh, Monday next week. He's just gonna pick somebody else. Like there's gonna be like a wild card that just like is takes his bag. I'll get I'll get um I'll get a, a local country club caddy from that wherever the tournament is, and then pay, and then pay him uh like point one percent of your winnings. Yeah, point one percent, point oh oh one percent. Shout out to Maybe maybe <laughs> a maybe a snack at the snack bar. Yeah, that'll be it. Um, and then do we want to cap it off with like predictions for the twenty twenty majors? I guess. Oh, oh that's kind of out there. <laughs> um, oh, just say just say who. Or no, who not a 2020 major. Somebody you think is going to win a major, just that is kind of out of the box. Out of the box? I think this is the year Ricky does it. 
I would, I, I, would I would love to see Ricky do it. Yeah, I think like, that'd Ricky, be awesome. I think Ricky wins. Oh, this is bold. I think this is the year Ricky wins the Masters. Masters, huh? Yeah. I think it's either going to be Ricky or Rory in the Masters. I, f- I feel like everyone wants Ricky to win. I think major, major I think that. the Masters is going to be John Rom. I think John Rom wins the Masters this year. It's not really I think, that out I think, there, but I was say, I think I say I feel like I say it every year, but I think this is Rory's year in the Masters. He's finally going to do it. He played so well last year. I think he's going. I think he's feeling so confident. I think he's going to do it. Do we think Spieth makes a comeback at all? I, would, I think I he'll. Just... I think he'll have one or two wins this year, but I don't think he's going to contend in the majors. That's just my guess. I think. I could... bet. I, I. I. think just what maybe. I think just one week, one or two weekends, you see him play well at like maybe plays well at winged foot or. Uh, I don't know at the PGA. I'm not. I'm not or the Masters. I. Think, I think he'll play well at the Masters probably because he's just like he always plays well at the Masters. While we're talking about the Masters, um. This week, uh, during the college football playoff, did you see that commercial? Goosebumps. The Masters Masters commercial was literally porn. Like that was insane, and it's I so was early. Just like, yeah, I mean, so the this, the slow mo bird and everything. Oh my god, it's so it's so cool. That that camera angle down Magnolia Lane. Oh my god, yeah, that's it's. There's nothing nothing like it. Seeing the first Masters commercial, I was just seeing seeing that. I was like. So I've been on a melatonin kick before I go to bed, and they give you wild dreams. And I'm pretty sure I had a dream the other night about, like, after I watched that commercial, just like subconsciously in my head that I was walking down Magnolia Lane. That's insane. Walking down, just walk, walking down toward the clubhouse. Yeah, and then I'm pretty sure some like, I, but like I'm pretty sure like I couldn't walk. It was like an endless mirage. That Masters commercial caught my attention more than like the football game itself, which is crazy. Was it was it was that during the LSU game? It was, uh, yeah, I think it was both games, actually. It was both ESPN games, and they showed up. They showed they showed up. I, didn't watch, I remember seeing it during the Clemson game, but I'm pretty sure that someone mentioned it about, like, after or during the uh, LSU game, too, which I did not, I didn't watch that much of that game, to be honest. It was yeah, no, it was, on, it was both of the games that showed, and, like, it's so early for the Masters, but, like, just seeing that commercial got me it's hyped. So, so hyped. I, just, I honestly think it's the perfect time to, like, uh, endorse for it just because the PJ tour is coming back this week. Yeah, P- a lot it. of people know that. Yeah, tease it and then tease it. Yeah, and like, all right, PJ tour is coming back this week. That means golf. And you see a Masters commercial, that means golf is back. It's officially what back we, this week. What we can also promote before we head out is Golficity and their fantasy premium picks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know. So if you're in the business, in of, the making business of making money, yeah, <laughs> Just, <laughs> they're gonna they're, they're gonna take that slogan from us. <laughs> yeah, honestly, they should. Anyway, yeah, subscribe to those. Um, subscribe to us on YouTube. We have a video. We have a uh, a YouTube video coming out pretty soon. What what's the progress on that, Jeek? Um, we're getting there. I don't I don't, I don't really want to release it on like New Year's. Pin High Pod. It's just the Pin High, Pin High Podcast. Yeah. Pin High Podcast. Got it. Um. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Pin High Pod. Um, on Twitter every week, we're, if you want to hear more about the fan questions, uh, just we'll be posting something, or you can just uh, get in our mentions with, with a question, and we'll be sure to address it. Um, other than that, so also please give us some more part three ideas. We're always yep. looking for more ideas for that. Also, if you want to hear it. us talk about anything, that's a new segment. So just say something. We'll, we'll talk as, about as it. I as I just said, but um, yeah, yeah, I know. I like, so, to, I like to emphasize. <laughs> okay, yeah, def- definitely do that. Um, 
other than that hopefully our DraftKings picks do well this this week at the century uh yeah we'll see you next week <laughs>